Attribution is the number one thing people get wrong in organic content marketing. And our guest today, Stefan from dreamdata.io, is going to help us get some clarity on how we create attribution from our content to actual revenue in our business. Stefan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. So in the content marketing world, you know, creating that attribution and really understanding how content impacts people buying your products and services is super important. So are there any examples that you could give for um, how you guys look at data and its impact on the customer journey? I can kind of just anecdotally mention some of the pages that we found just uh, analyzing our own site, which we had absolutely no idea were important for winning deals. It was the about page. You never send raw traffic into the about page, but it makes sense. We are like, as a company, we're just three, four years old and people want to do their due diligence before signing up. So they check their about page. So if you have a really sucky about page, then you might convert on the first visit to that landing page, but they then sooner find out that this is a complete phony company and they'll never sign up. We also found that uh, we have a small community page that we actually didn't do a lot about, but which is basically just directing you into a Slack channel. And that community page was also consistently there when we signed customers up, which I guess is also like if you're looking at new technology, you want to see that there's actually other users and that helps you trust the product. And then the last funny one that I just want to mention here is that we found out our 404 page quite often also correlates with uh, closed one accounts, which I think uh, what is an expression for that is. I think it's because if you can find your way to an, a 404 page, then you're really doing deep research about you're clicking every button and you're trying to understand what the hell is this company doing? So we had like persistently uh, accounts we won had viewed the 404 page, which at like as you build, you can start to make a lead scoring out of that, like which pages are normally persistent in deals you win and when should you probably flag your salespeople to take a closer look at. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious on, so we're, you guys, it sounds like are very thorough in when someone gets to the website, tracking them through, finding all the engagement points and, and seeing how that factors into a purchasing decision later. How do you gain clarity a little bit upstream maybe in terms of the source of that traffic coming in because there's a lot of diverse channels and organic content could be youtube could be a podcast could be another blog talking about you there there's all these it could be social tiktok instagram whatever how does that factor in how do you get clarity on which channels are performing best so first of all we only work with the first party data and we only work deterministic, which is a fine word for saying we only measure what you can actually measure, which means somebody arrived from this website to your website. Somebody clicked that ad and arrived to your website. So stuff where, you know, people meet at a conference, they chat with each other on LinkedIn, etc. None of that we can track. Only stuff that actually happens. But as I explained to you initially, we track every session on the website by every user. And most sessions will have a referrer of some sort, whether they came from YouTube, they clicked an ad on Google, they came from LinkedIn, etc. And then we store all of this information about how people arrive to your website. And then we track whether there, there's a difference in whether you arrive from one thing or one channel or another. And we can give you suggestions of where should you try to get more traffic from. So right now, it sounds like the attribution from like, 
they listened to this podcast episode and came in or they watched this YouTube video. The tech is not there yet or those platforms don't have the ability to integrate that closely to generate that amount of clarity. Is that an accurate statement? Pretty much. We actually did a blog post about how to uh, do attribution to podcast, like given what's actually possible to, to track and not track. Let me just find it here. So trying to advise, like, if you want to show the value of the podcast, make sure the podcast sits on a URL. Maybe do a transcribe of the URL so, you know, you arrive from Google search and find that podcast somehow. Maybe you send it out on an email, and in that email, there's a certain UTM that links you to that specific podcast. So there is stuff you can do. You can have self-reported forms on your own website as well, where they can say, I listened to this podcast. So I don't know. I can send you the show notes, Ryan, about how kind of <laughs> the advice we've given on how you can track uh, podcasts. So what it sounds like is what you're saying is you definitely need to be focused on the how you strategically use links in your content. And that could be a specific URL, like your podcast lives on this page, which maybe redirects to your main site or as a sub page on your main site, UTM parameters in the links that you use to give clarity on the traffic source, YouTube, podcasts, et cetera. Even in like the emails and things like that, make sure the button that you use that says like click here has like UTM parameters and things like that. All this adds clarity to uh, give attribution to the source of the traffic coming in. So it just doesn't look like it's all like direct or unknown traffic or social traffic or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And in this case, we'll still be talking about influenced revenue more than, you know, nobody's listening to the podcast and then signing a six-figure contract. That will be part of the customer journey. So what you could analyze is how many of the customers that we win have actually viewed a URL that contains a podcast. And then maybe that goes up over time and that will be a, an expression for that the podcast is, is being valuable. Amazing. That's I'm a huge fan of manufacturing that clarity because a lot of people throw a lot of money at content and they have no idea if it is actually working for them or not. They're just like, we should be doing content. So let's do content. And then they quit four months later because they're like, why are we doing content? We don't know if it's working. I'm like, well, one, content is a long-term game and you need to realize that you need to be in this for a while. And two, you did nothing to create any type of attribution back to the content. So it's literally impossible for you to know if the content is working for you or not. I very much agree, Ryan. And I talk about it always as, you know, content, thought leadership, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You just, you know, you got to show up every day, produce quality stuff, produce quality stuff. And then when people are in market, then they remember you and then they come to you. But that might be anywhere between a month and 12 months. You don't know. So you just have to persistently show up and produce quality. Is there any type of content that you guys are seeing develops that trust better from like, again, a pure like analytic standpoint? Like, do you guys, have you seen any trends on like, people reading blogs or lead to higher conversions or if people like watch a bunch of your content on YouTube and click links to your site like is there any any of those platforms that seem to be correlated with higher conversions than others so the, the one that comes to mind from our own website is we have some product videos that is just linked in the footer 
But those product videos, when people have watched them, then they're very highly likely to proceed far down our pipeline. And it's kind of, we give them no attention and they're outdated now. But again, I think it makes sense in that research process that if somebody actually takes the five minutes to watch a five minute video of one feature, then you can also be pretty sure that that person is quite interested in your, uh, in what you do. Let's use a company like, so I have a content marketing agency as well. Let's use this for an example. On our website, we have a bunch of testimonials as well. My suspicion is that people go to our website, they see these testimonials, that creates trust. And if people watch more than one testimonial, there would be an increase in the likelihood that they become a client of ours. Is there a way, whether it be with your tool or without, to measure if, if that hypothesis is real? Our approach to, to it would be to list every time a URL that contains, for example, customer case is viewed. And then like, we can just look at whether the amount of views of customer cases increases the likelihood of, uh, it's from a statistical point of view, so it will take a lot of data, but you can at least be looking at when you win accounts, do they actually visit those uh, customer cases? And I think your, <laughs> intuitively your assumption sounds right. And maybe just a, a one more point towards content is that as it's by nature harder to track than you know, the classical pay-per-click, I think you should also develop a culture in your company to celebrate when your content gets like a qualitative appraisal. So somebody writing on LinkedIn, oh, this is such a great podcast or replies a newsletter saying that this is great content, then take that screenshot and share it with your team. Because a lot of times, I think the feedback you get from great content is like a tip of the iceberg. It's like nine out of 10 people will never tell you that they follow every single thing you release. So when you get that one out of 10 actually coming to you and saying, this is great, then make sure to screenshot it and share it across the company. So you have that expression of something is actually happening. That makes a lot of sense. I typically talk about this, or like as a marketer, you need, I think, three things when you work with this one, you need gut feeling. Is it good content? Is it valuable? Yes or no? Then secondly, you need to develop a narrative about why are we doing these things and how do we expect this to be impacting our buyer journey? And then at best, you also have data to prove that that is true. Sometimes you have enough to actually have statistical proof and then other times you just need, you know, take those screenshots or whatever. But I think it's, uh, yes, you know, my gut, my gut feeling is probably a marketer's best uh, tool. Know who you're speaking to, know that you're developing quality if you're speaking to the right people and you're developing quality content, it is going to work. Then on top of that, you then build a narrative that you can explain to your organization. And, and then at best, you also come with these tangible proof that what we're trying to do is, is working. Love it. So it's a mix of data. It's a mix of gut feeling. It's a mix of the qualitative metrics as well taking the screenshots and things like that. So yeah, totally agree with all this. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast to give us a little bit of clarity into content analytics and not only the three things that we discussed as well, but also kind of explaining a little bit how you guys help B2B marketers and B2B companies solve this analytics uh, issue. And I know your company does a lot more besides that as well. Like you said, it's just a feature. Uh, where can people learn more about what you guys do? So that's just uh, dreamdata.io and then everybody can just connect with me on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm fairly active there and happy to reply any questions that the listeners might have.
Awesome, Stefan. Well, thanks so much, dude, again, for coming on, uh, sharing some valuable insights, and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much, Ryan. Ready to launch your content funnel and turn your content into a revenue-generating machine? Head to contentfunnels.co to snag a time on my calendar, and let's chat about how my company can handle it for you. From A to Z, soup to nuts, head to toe, beginning to end. You get the idea.